another episode of the Trusted Advisor podcast and video series powered by the Retail Solutions Providers Association. I'm Jim Roddy back with you again. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a special quick take episode of the pod where for about 20 minutes, we're going to feature an RSP member who's helping us make the upcoming Inspire 2022 conference better than ever. If you're not familiar with Inspire, it's the Retail IT Channel's premier leadership conference scheduled for January 23rd through 26th at the Wyndham Grand Resort in Clearwater Beach, Florida. Mornings include breakfast, followed by executive-focused educational presentations, group workshops, and panel discussions, and afternoons and evenings feature world-class networking through elite excursions away from the resort and relaxing events at the resort. Now, it's no secret for the past, let's say, 20 or 21 months, They've been a huge challenge for industry events because of the pandemic. So event planners have had to take extra steps to keep the environment safe and clean. And helping the RSP do that for Inspire is one of our ISV members. So Phoebe, who you might have known previously as Loop Insights, is the official health and safety technology provider for Inspire. Phoebe will help RSP provide vaccination and COVID testing verification for this year's event. And here to talk more about that and the opportunity that this and other related technologies provide to fellow RSP members is Mike Canavero, a senior VP at Phoebe. Mike, welcome to the podcast. Jim, it's good to be with you. Thanks. Great. And those of uh, you who are not watching on our YouTube channel, you got to tune in. Mike has a, a wonderful festive atmosphere as we are recording this uh, right before the holiday, a little over a month uh, before Inspire takes place. So, Mike, for those who don't know about Phoebe, can you tell our audience about where you fit in the channel? So, like, how long has the company existed, number of employees, your solutions, verticals, things of that nature, so we know uh, who and what is Phoebe? Sure, Phoebe, formerly Loop Insights, as you, as you mentioned, Jim, uh, Vancouver-based uh, IoT and data intelligence company. It's kind of our, uh, you know, our tagline, so to speak. We, uh, we work with brand, venue, hospitality operators to help with real-time connectivity, real-time insights using artificial intelligence, and, of course, uh, consumer engagement. The company was founded in 2019 by Rob Anson. Today, we have about 80 employees spread across the Vancouver offices. I'm based here in California. We've got offices in Texas, and we've got a development team through an acquisition in Germany. Uh, so it's a it's a pretty uh, you know diverse group, heavy engineering led organization, which is uh, which is exciting to be a part of. I think from a service perspective for your audience, we've got kind of three primary services that we uh, that we offer uh, retailers uh, and those in hospitality, those venue operators. That's our Engage platform, our Insights platform, and our Connect platform. And really, you know, if I can work backwards for a minute, Connect is really where it all starts. This is where our data collection and data intelligence platform begins. We have both hardware and software solutions that can be used and connected to both legacy and modern POS systems to help retailers uh, collect real-time transaction data up to the second. Then we work to Insights, and that's our really our dashboard, our AI-based uh, insights platform, which really drives everything from operational efficiencies to in-store engagement and those sorts of things. And then really probably the, you know, the sexier piece of our business is the engage piece, which includes our mobile wallet platform called Pass Creator, our recent uh, receipt marketing and digital receiving platform through an acquisition of a company called Cuples uh, out of Dallas, and uh, our offer management platform. So really, when you think about uh, when you think about Phoebe, it's uh, we've got a really beautiful vertically in- integrated solution, and we've also got a couple of modules that I think your audience will be uh, will be quite interested to learn more about. 
Interesting, different. This is where I was just on a call with a group of people, how different the channel and the technology and the channel looks today in 2021 compared to five years ago, 10 years ago, right? It was uh, way different, a lot uh, a lot narrower in the analytics and, and AI and everything that you're doing uh, certainly play a role in that. So now let's talk about, uh, and if you can give us some details about how is Phoebe going to conduct the vaccination and COVID testing uh, verification for Inspire? Uh, talk about the process, talk about the technology behind that. Yeah, so uh, I guess about two and a half, three months ago, we, we launched a product called Checkbacks. And Checkbacks is really built upon our mobile wallet pass platform. Uh, it's a platform that's issued about 100 million passes to mobile wallets around the world today. So these are those boarding passes and credit cards and, and, and gift cards and other things that we've all come quite familiar with within Apple Pay and Google Pay wallets. So we have a, uh, a really developed platform that allows us to distribute those passes to those wallets on everybody's phones. We, uh, you know, we took an approach by you know, repurposing that capability and utilizing an appless experience for consumers. So as the mandates and the requirements for testing and vaccination, even early on contact tracing, we saw it as an opportunity to use a platform that we had developed uh, to help solve and fill a gap in the marketplace um, that was really rapidly upon us, right? And so uh, today, that platform called Checkbacks is an appless approach. Uh, your, uh, the attendees that Inspire won't be required to, to download and yet another mobile app on their mobile devices. It's a web interface that'll come out with their registration direct from the RSPA. Uh, that web interface will allow you to upload a, a selfie, a, a form of federal ID, and the required documentation. And, and in that, we support both test documentation or vaccine documentation. Our AI kind of takes it from there. We validate all the submitted documents and information uh, within about a minute. And, uh, and from there, uh, the system issues a wallet pass out to, uh, out to the user. Um, if something is rejected for some reason, maybe the information doesn't match. Uh, maybe somebody took a picture of their shoes and not the right documentation. We've got a live team that actually uh, will reject or accept the pass from there. Um, as I said, I mean, our system is, uh, is, it's been deployed. We've issued about 100 million passes to date. And just throughout this pandemic period, we've worked with about 100 different NCAA teams. And one of the more exciting things that we've worked with more recently is Sammy Hagar's tour in Las Vegas. So helping get people back to venues, helping get back to networking, which I know you and I are, are looking forward to doing in person again. And so we're excited to be a part of this. Great. And just to clarify, Inspire is not part of Sammy Hagar's tour, in case anybody uh, might have might have heard that. It's not Sammy Hagar will not be performing uh, at, at Inspire. Uh, so my question, it seems like uh, it's got to be there, is the security of this, right? Like folks are up, you know, I told, I was told, don't take a selfie of you with your uh, vaccination card because it has some personal information on there. Can you talk about from a security standpoint, how do folks feel secure uh, doing this? What's the security that goes around it? Yeah, sure. So um, Checkbacks is a platform. We've added some additional layers of security. First and foremost, all the information is deleted immediately upon uh, verification. So once that pass is issued, our system deletes the personal information out of the system. We don't want to hold on to your health information any more than you want us to hold on to that information. Uh, it's all encrypted, of course, and we've taken one additional step, which is we actually will uh, will hash the pass itself and the registration process to the Hedera hash graph. And so by doing so, and of course that's accessible by anybody in the world it's a it's an open blockchain that anybody can verify or validate that a pass is valid and issued accordingly so we think we've taken some really strong approaches 
to security, we realized it's important. And I should say, first and foremost, as a data company, it's something that we're faced with, broadly speaking, uh, you know, as it relates to our data around the world. And so we've taken those additional steps relative to the health data. Great, and I'll just tell you about an experience that I had. Uh, my family went, I'm in Erie, Pennsylvania, two hours north of Pittsburgh, drove down to Pittsburgh for a Cirque holiday event, you know, Cirque du Soleil, or however you pronounce it. And so they had, it was required that you had been vaccinated. What they made you do is you had to bring your card and they had to bring some ID with it and they had you check it before you walked into the venue. Now this was again, Western Pennsylvania in December, 30 degrees out, right? You've got your gloves on, you're out in the middle of the sidewalk trying to fumble through and show something. And my guess was they're just looking and going, yeah, fine. Like they weren't saying, let me see if this is right. And if it all lines up, cause they're only looking at, at one thing at a time. So it almost seemed like it was more of a, I would say like, it was just a procedure, right? For, for good looks, but it wasn't actually something that was a true verification system. I mean, I think you hit it on the head. Our, our CEO had the opportunity to go to the Raiders opening game. Uh, so first game with fans uh, was this year in Vegas. And I, and I think he said the pictures were a mile to a, a mile and a half long, the, you know, the queues. Um, the systems weren't able to support any international documentation. So even mm -hmm. he was down in Canada, he had a struggle there. They had to put a wristband on him. So they knew, you know, he knew that, uh, that, that he was checked. So I'd say, you know, the mandates have certainly caused a rush. To, uh, to, to come up with a solution. And I also think you said it right. I do think some venue operators are kind of doing what they have to do, you know, dare I say, dare I say the minimum to do so. But I, but I will say the unique thing about what we've offered is it's a pass that's persistent. It sits in the mobile wallet, which, you, you know, those mobile wallets, Google Pay and Apple Pay are, are resident on virtually every, every smartphone today. And, and you've got that piece with you at all times. And so it's a nice piece. You don't have to carry the CDC card, or the PDF you got from a doctor. Uh, you don't have to unfurl it, as you say, and, and show it to the ticket agent at the airlines. Uh, it's, it's a nice piece of tech that sits right there on the phone. And that phone is, you know, omnipresent in our hands. Great. And I can just say from our hardest pay perspective, because talking to somebody about this, they said, I'm glad you're doing this. Is the RSP going to hold on to people's data? And I was like, no, that is not a world, you know, we want to play in whatsoever. And so I'm glad you glad you, you've you've worked that out. Now let's talk about this a little bit of a, of a broader sense. So how do you see this technology being applied in a retail environment first? And then the question that always goes along with it in the channel is like, not only is it applicable, but how do VARs and ISVs make money from this kind of solution? Yeah, great question. So. What we've seen, uh, as I said, early in the pandemic, we worked really extensively about getting sporting events back online, right? How do you get fans back in buildings? And that was the first place. We'll call that hospitality and live venues. And then we've started to see retail pickups, certainly places like Canada, uh, all throughout Europe, uh, in the UK. You know, there is a requirement to show your status, uh, your vaccine or test status to enter to, into a restaurant or enter into a, a, you know, a retail environment. And so we're starting to see these solutions, uh, I think, become more prominent, not necessarily state or federal or municipally mandated solutions, but you know, commercial private companies coming to market with things that consumers can use that have value for not just the consumer, but also the retailer as well. So what we did as part of the solution, and I think bringing this home back to the RSPA audience is, we partnered with a company called Janam. Janam is one of the, the leaders in ruggedized devices. You probably know who they are. So if you've been to a, sporting event or you've been to maybe the play, you've probably passed through either their turnstiles, their pedestals, their ruggedized handhelds. So we've packaged up our checkback solution with Janam 
into a completely uh, buttoned up solution that uh, that your VARs, your ISVs, you know, the folks in the RSV audience can very easily sell prepackaged to retailers, to uh, to restaurant owners, small and large. And, you know, we've just announced that relationship last week. We've had really, really great feedback from that already. And in fact, I, I was lucky enough to be down in the Bahamas for Thanksgiving. We were doing a, a series of events down there using our uh, our ticketing and our checkback solution. And we used the Jamam scanner for that. It was really, really well received. So. I think I think I think the audience today, and I think I think the folks that uh, that follow your your podcast, Jim, I think are really going to get a, a good sense of a prepackaged, easy to sell product that fits and fills a gap today. There's not a need for development and all these other pieces. It, it is truly a, a packaged up product. Great. So it's one bundle. Here's the solution. They're able to put a price on it, make some margin on it, and and go from there. Is that they don't have to build and and you know become real experts in AI, IoT, and and everything like this. Am I understanding that correctly? Correct. And I and I think and I think that's another great point you make. I mean, you know, as we as we get out and we begin to talk to more of the the ISVs and VARs, I think that's one of their concerns is a how do I address how do I help my clients reopen the doors and get people back at full capacity or whatever the limitations may be, no matter where they are. Uh, and so what we the approach we took was try to make it as pat as packaged as price conscious as possible. Uh, as you say, add some margin on top for them, and they can go in and sell it without any development or or other pieces required. Great. And we always preach on this podcast, become a total solution provider. Don't just sell part of the solution because if somebody else, another solution provider walks in with this kind of solution, then they can start selling other things that you are and eating into your your margin of what you're providing. So be that trusted advisor, be a total solution provider. So, all right. And so uh, Mike, Phoebe describes itself uh, as a provider of its real-time data analytics through artificial intelligence to drive customer activation and engagement. So can you break that down? again for the VARs and ISVs who are listening like how exactly are analytics and AI applied in retail grocery and C stores and then what should they picture you know beyond the the bundle that we just talked about uh, from a checks vax you know hardware software standpoint great so you know your question Jim is kind of moving to our core business and really the the core principles of why loop insights now Phoebe was founded it was really founded on this idea that retailers and initially it was small and medium retailers and we've come to find out through work with major national retailers that, that they even struggle with the ability to access live real-time up to the second data uh, we have found sorry about that we have found, no worries at all. people are so interested in the solution they're they're calling nonstop. yeah it's, it's a live show um, <laughs> what we have found through this, uh, through the process and the evolution of our technology is that, um, you know, it, it, live real-time analytics and data affects so much of a retailer's uh, overall business and bottom line. And, and that could be everything from operational efficiencies and pricing and those sorts of things, all the way through to, as I said earlier, the sexier things around marketing. And so I think, I think as we have begun to introduce our solutions to VARs this year is challenging of a, a, of a period of time as it's been. A lot of what we've heard from is there, a lot of the, the more advanced VARs and ISVs are either trying to develop some of these solutions themselves because the traditional POS or traditional retail IT providers aren't necessarily uh, as flexible around customization and as flexible as meeting the needs of what their customers are, are asking for. Um, or they're searching for companies like ours that have, as you just said, a totally integrated solution that they can actually take 
directly to their client base. And so for us, we feel like we've got kind of two sides of, of, uh, of the world covered. We've got the legacy POS implementations where you've got retailers with multiple locations trying to understand a bit more about the health of the business, a bit more about how they can easily engage with consumers. And then you've got the more advanced retailers that maybe have upgraded to a, a, a newer flavor of a, a Clover or a Lightspeed or even a Square POS in the marketplace that you would seem to think have more advanced capabilities. And so we developed solutions for both those opportunities, uh, hardware solutions for the legacy POS world and more software API integrations for, uh, for the, the more modern POS systems. And they're really plug and play uh, solutions. And, and what it allows us to do is drive, you know, advanced data and analytics in real time. Again, helping drive uh, operational improvements and pricing and all these other pieces, inventory management even as well. Uh, we have developed, as I mentioned earlier, really compelling engagement loyalty platform. This is becoming a much, much, uh, I think, bigger focus than we expected early on. Not just the big loyalty platforms and the big retailers, but independent retailers that want to build an affinity business uh, for their local customers, right? And so I think the way that we've packaged these solutions for the VARs uh, and, and why I think they would be interested is you've got customers that want to learn more about their business and run a business more effectively. And we've got solutions for your legacy retailers that maybe haven't upgraded and your more modern retailers. And, and, and on the flip side of that, once you've got that data, what do you do with it? We've got great solutions for everything from receipt-based marketing, digital receiving solutions, the Wallet Pass platform, which I talked about today, and even vouchers and coupons delivered direct to consumers. So I think we've got a nice balance. As I've said a couple of times, it can be fully vertically integrated all in one, or a nice modular approach that fits well within and without scaring both uh, you know, the VARs and the retailers of integrating these big monolithic solutions. Yeah, it seems like, so thanks for that that detail. It seems like for years, AI and IoT have been talked about conceptually, but there haven't been those practical applications. And it sounds like what you're saying is there are practical applications now, and not just for tier one, but all the way down to, you know, smaller uh, retailers, smaller uh, restaurants. Am, am I understanding that correctly in terms of like a, a reseller listening to this can't just think, well, I'm in a small town, I don't have giant company, I don't have giant merchants that I'm working with. Is that accurate? This is something that they can provide to even some uh, some folks on the smaller end of the spectrum. Yeah, I mean, I think the approach that we've taken is, you know, we don't expect retailers and merchants to to understand machine learning and AI. What, what, what we can do is help the VARs understand the value to the merchant, right? By understanding the, uh, you know, the heavy lifting that goes into machine learning, the AI, to distill out who are our top customers, what are our top products, what are our top pairings, all of these analytics uh, that help drive a business more effectively, all presented in a nice, easy dashboard to understand that a retailer, if you're a health foods provider, you're a grocer, you're a, a clothing retail provider, you can easily see the benefit that is behind the curtain, so to speak, by just looking at the dashboards and helping to make changes and shifts in your business. And so from our perspective, and it's not just to the merchants, it's also to the VARs and the ISVs as well. It's let us do the heavy lifting, let the platforms do the heavy lifting and, uh, and let us help you sell what is effectively uh, a, more, a more efficient retail tech stack. Because again, I think you and I both know if, if, you're a, if you're a mom and pop with a couple of stores or you're a health food chain with 30 stores, uh, you still don't wanna have to worry about technology. You wanna you know, you, you, you want be able to trust 
who you're buying technology from and that it's going to work exactly how it should work and your business is, is going to be run more efficiently. And I think that's what we've developed. And the consumer expectations aren't, well, you're smaller, so I'm going to expect less service. They're expecting that same you know, approach, whether, you know, whether big or small. So, well, let's pause here for a second to let our listeners and viewers know an RSP membership has never been more valuable or affordable. Annual memberships for VARS start at just $250 a year for dozens of high value services, including Accelerate, the RSPA's next generation of education for the retail IT channel. This online system offers continuous learning, training, and development opportunities anytime, anywhere, from any device. For more information on RSPA Academy Accelerate, visit learn.gorspa.org. That's learn.gorspa.org. Also, thanks to our sponsors who support the RSPA community and make this podcast and video series possible. Our platinum sponsors are Blue Star and Shift 4 Payments. Our gold sponsors are Heartland and ScanSource. And finally, don't forget to save the date for two special RSPA events in 2022, one you already know about, unless you just totally fast-forwarded through the first 15 minutes of this episode. Uh, Inspire, the Retail IT Channel's premier leadership conference, January 23rd through 26th at the Wyndham Grand in Clearwater Beach, Florida. And Retail Now 2022, July 24th through 26th at the Gaylord Palms in Orlando, two events you don't want to miss. To receive the benefits of an RSPA membership or RSPA sponsorship, email membership at gorspa.org. That's membership at gorspa.org. All right, so we're just talking applications. Let's broaden it out a little bit and talk about, Mike, where you see AI and IoT heading in the general retail space for the next three or four years. And again, back to that important question, how can VARs and ISVs make money from AI and IoT? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think from our approach uh, and our perspective, I think the next three or four re- years will be interesting as it relates to things like personalization. You just you just finished before the break there talking a bit about um, how consumers are expecting things even from their local retailers. And I think one of the things that we as consumers have come to expect is a bit more personalization within our, our shopping and dining and, and you know being out experience. And I think I think AI, I think I think the amount of data that, that can be collected and is current, currently being collected is certainly driving that trend of personalization, understanding who our you know, most loyal shoppers are and how do we get people into the loyalty programs. And I think there's so much tech that's going into that. And then the output of that is these personalized experiences, whether it's through the wallet pass or couponing or digital receiving or, or, or just in-store experiences that the retailer knows a bit more about who you are. And so I think I think AI will be and continue to be a driving force in that personalization as more and more data comes available. And I think that that speaks to the other side, which is this this IoT side. You know, I think I think we both will agree there's still a big chunk of the market that runs legacy retail technology in the marketplace. A lot of retailers are afraid to change too much. And and I think if you look at some of the more modern POS platforms like a Lightspeed or a Fluid or some of these other ones, they're driving a more connected experience. Uh, uh, and they're, they're effectively putting IoT devices much like we are into, in, into the stores. And, and, and I think when you, when you bring those two pieces together, better connectivity in the stores, uh, better capabilities into the stores, the output of that is better data, which drives all of the learning and all of the AI. All of the AI. And so I think from our side, and, and bringing this full circle to the VARs and the ISVs, I, I think our platform approach means that we've got, I don't wanna say future-proof because who knows how things are gonna change, but I'll say that what we've developed and how we're looking ahead at, at embracing 
advances in AI and IoT technology and other hardware devices, um, continues to evolve our vertical solution. But we've also not lost, I think, sight of the fact that the modular blocks will continue to be improved, continue to take advances in new chip technology and new AI and new software development capabilities. And what that means for the VARs and the resellers is again, packaged, easy to sell, from my perspective, sticky solutions that can be software upgraded you know, uh, remotely in the field. You don't necessarily have to roll a tech or a truck to do things like that, but it fills immediate gaps. It generates ongoing recurring revenue. And that's something that we really haven't spoken too much about today. And I think the business model for the VARs and the ISVs has changed a lot. And so as the embracing of technology continues in these new types of technology like AI-based systems or IoT-based hardware comes into play, it creates not just sticky technology, but recurring revenue opportunities for the resellers down the road. And I think if I'm a VAR and I'm a reseller today, that's an attractive piece for me for my business where maybe I was selling printers before or legacy you know, NCRACS systems. Whereas today I can participate in an ongoing revenue stream with new technology and bring new portfolios to my clients. And so I think to me, that's, that's where the excitement around the emerging tech continues to, uh, to build. Yeah, and that recurring revenue is all important, right? Again, just like we said, five years ago, 10 years ago, recurring revenue wasn't important. It was like, how big a deal can I get? But now it's how can I, you know, what, what things can I do to add in, in add into my bundle? And just some understanding, because it sounds like what you're saying is um, that a VAR does not need to become an AI or IoT savant by any means. Like I think about, um, you know, uh, security devices, right? A lot of VARs weren't jumping on board from a security standpoint because they're like, I don't understand security. And there were specific security uh, resellers out there. And then also remember cellular failover, right? For backup systems inside of these merchants, VARs, you know, initially were like, I got to work with AT&T or right. Verizon and understand and buy all these different chunks. Well, now you can turn to people and they'll just have that service for you. So you just need to, as a VAR or an ISV, be able to point that merchant towards a technology solution. You do not need to know all the ins and outs. Um, and is it that same way that you see for AI and IoT that you can kind of take the fear away from these solution providers? Yeah, I mean, the, the IoT thing is interesting, right? I mean, we, we've been through the beacon revolution. I mean, I spun out of Qualcomm. I was an early Bluetooth beacon guy. This was going to revolutionize retail. And, and that, you know, that went jump the shark, jump the shark pretty quick, I think. But just the sensors that go into a retail or a hospitality or a venue environment. I mean, to your point, you know, you've either got to be a specialist in one or two, uh, or you've got to go focus on something else. And I think from our perspective, we've I, I hate to use this term plug and play, but we truly feel like we've developed this really seamless plugin architecture where if they're already selling a brand of POS, we've got software that plugs right into it. If you've got a legacy clientele, we've got IoT devices that can plug right into the, those, those, those legacy devices. And I think to your point, we don't want the, the ISVs and the VARs to be so scared of machine learning and artificial intelligence and advances in IoT that they're not willing to pick up a new portfolio of products because, and it's not just us, it's everybody who's advancing in technology, right? I mean, there's so much great tech that does so much. And we talked about personalization. We talked about these other pieces. And, and I think for the VARs, it's having the packaged products, having the training in place and being able to be supported out in the marketplace when they need to by technology providers like us. And so for us, it's about making it as simple and sticky as we can for our, our, our reseller partners. Great, and finally, Mike, this question has nothing to do with technology. 
what are you looking forward to the most at Inspire, right? The RSP and FOBI working together to create a safe environment so attendees can network safely and concentrate on making those connections. What, what are you looking forward to the most? Well, look, I mean, I think you just said it. I, I think getting back in-person connections, I, I've had the benefit of of going to a couple of shows this year and uh, and attendance was down. And I think people were still nervous about, do we fist bump? Do we, you know, do we tap elbows? How do we interact? And so I think for me, getting back to a safe environment means getting back to networking in, 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 uh, in person. I think it means the lost personal connections that occur uh, and have lost, you know, we've all lost over the last two years. I think it's getting back to that you know, some semblance of, of, of normalcy, I guess, as we can. Plus the opportunity for me for the first time to hear, as you said on, the, on, on your intro, to hear from leaders in retail IT and, uh, and, and, and the tech landscape as a whole. It gives an ability for us to introduce FOBI to, to this community for the first time. Uh, and, uh, and as I said, just getting back around people and feeling that energy um, will be a great, great welcome change. All right, great. And one little inside tip for you. At most Inspire events, just serendipitously, a pool volleyball game uh, breaks out in the afternoons uh, that are open. And for some reason, always breaks off into U.S. versus Canada. I'm not sure why. I end up getting drafted onto the Canadians because, you know, I'm in Erie close enough uh, to Canada. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, that's that's just one little insider tip for you. Look, look for those little nuggets that happen uh, well, in the afternoon, yeah. the serendipitous networking. I am based here in Southern California, and we've been known to play some beach volleyball, so I'll look forward to that. Beautiful. All right. Well, we'll we'll test you out early on and see if you can, uh, if we should uh, join forces uh, or not. If Jeff Riley's there, he's six foot eight. You get him on your team, uh, no matter what. Be good. Wonderful. Well, that does it for this quick take episode of the Trusted Advisor. We hope you enjoyed our discussion. If you did, be sure to subscribe to the RSPA YouTube channel and the Trusted Advisor podcast so you never miss an episode. And be sure to register for Inspire. It's the Retail IT Channel's premier leadership conference scheduled for January 23rd through 26th at the Wyndham Grand Resort in Clearwater Beach, Florida. For all the details, visit the show website at gorspa.org forward slash inspire. Before we go, big thanks again to Mike from sharing his wisdom with us today. Thanks also to RSP Marketing Manager Chris Arnold for his production work, Joseph McDade for our music, and last but not least, thanks so much to you for listening. Our goal at the RSPA is to accelerate the success of our members in the point-of-sale ecosystem by providing knowledge and connections. For more information, visit our website at gorspa.org. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, everybody.